Oh. It's a cold night, and I'm one of the few people walking along the streets. I should be in bed, but I'm not going to bed now. I'm going into the studio to phone telephone boxes, and I'm just turning right now. There, I can see the big aerial on top of Broadcasting House. I'm about to go into my nighttime session. Don't hang up. Good evening. How are you? Things change at night. You just feel there's uh, energy, there's a crackle, there's possibilities. The possibilities that you don't quite get in the day. Children are tucked in bed. When you find those magic numbers, there's always a possibility that someone will pick up. Studio ATC, the familiar studio, right at the top of the building. One, two, three, four, one, two, three, four. One, two, one, two. Oh, it's um, tiring phoning phone boxes late into the night. There's also a sense of puncturing the darkness. Slicing into the midnight world. Your party is not answering. Please try your call later. Is anybody there? Is anybody there? Is, is anybody there? Is anybody there? Oh, I haven't got a problem at all. In fact, I must sure speak to you. Uh, no, not at all. This is actually the BBC. Oh, it's the BBC? Yes, it is indeed. And I'm phoning telephone boxes up and down the country, talking to people for a documentary I'm making. Oh, right. Well, it's not really sex life. How are you? Yeah, I'm fine. Good, good. Where have I phoned? You've phoned Margate. Right. How are things in Margate tonight? Margate's pretty good, that's to tell you the truth. I'm yeah. sitting in a phone box, drinking a beer. Oh, are you? Smoking a cigarette. So do you live and work in Margate? Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, I'm not working at the moment. I'm looking for a job. How long have you been out of work for? I've been out of work for about, about six months now. And so it begins. Stumbling into other lives with no route map, no guide, and no preparation for the people I was about to encounter. I used to do a selling job door to door. But it went down, down the toilet, really. In what way? What happened? Well, I got too good at it and a man tapped me. <laughs> You've got to be kidding. What sort of things were you selling? I was selling all 2,000 that. Oh, right, OK. Do you know what? I have to go and meet my friends. Is there enough time for you? Um, how long have you got? A couple of minutes? I've got, I've got to go right now. Oh, you've got to go uh, now? Can you talk to my friends? Yeah, sure. Hello? From stranger to stranger a voice leading me on a wild ride into worlds unknown. Hello? Is the night still young for you, or is, is this about going home time? This is the night still young, bruv. Ah, oh, right. What happens tonight in Margate? Everyone gets drunk and just gets out of their night and just starts fighting or just has a good time. And what are you going to do, do you think? Whatever happens, whatever happens, isn't it? Last night, some man jumped my friend, yeah, and yeah. I just kicked him in the rib, and then he kicked me in the nose, my nose just went pulling my blood, and I was, like, got up and off the floor and then started weighing him in, like, beating him up and that. Oh, boy, are you OK now? You're yeah, right. I'm fine. So, how old are you? 
14. 14? Yeah. God, so what time are you supposed to get home tonight? Well, I'm staying at a mate's house, so I don't really have a time. Right, OK. So what, do, do your parents know what you get up to? No. Do you ever tell them? No. Am I on radio? No, you're not, you're not live. So you're trying to get a sense of what Britain is like. But the way we're doing it is through a telephone box, random encounters. You know, let's most people have got mobile phones today. Maybe in ten years' time, there won't be any public telephone boxes left. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Have you got a mobile phone? Oh, no, I smashed nice. it. So, you what? I smashed it. You smashed it? Yeah. How did you smash it? Because someone was pissing me off on the phone, so I smashed it against the wall. Oh, boy. Hello. Hello? Hello? Uh, this is London. This is BBC Radio and London phoning. Really? Oh, just imagine if my, if my relatives heard this. They wouldn't know who I am. I haven't seen my name. Would you rather keep it that way? My name can be Alicia. Okay, Alicia, that's fine. Alicia, yeah. Hi, UK. Telephone boxes here don't ring. Absolutely. Well, this is this is something we've managed to do. We've asked the New Zealand telephone authorities to raise the lines. What that means is we can they they will accept incoming phone calls. So yeah. thankfully, you've picked up. Have you called much people in New Zealand? No, you're the first. Must have been fate. I'm hitchhiking at the moment. I'm on my way up to Auckland. Oh yes. And um, I'm a transsexual. Why are you hitchhiking? What's what is your sort of reason for travelling through New Zealand? Tonight my friend got arrested and is going to jail. So I said, well, I'm going to hitch up to Auckland. I'm going to go back home. How frustrating! Got arrested. Yeah, she got arrested for drunk driving. Uh, right. Okay. Is that? You don't drink and drive. Okay, it's a bad. Yeah. Is, that, is, is it a he or a she? Like me, both. Right, oh, of course, you mentioned that you're a transsexual. You said that straight away, actually. It's, uh, yeah, I'm um, a transgendered woman. Oh, are you? Right. So, when did you discover that you were transsexual? I'm 20 years old. Yes. I discovered myself when I was about 15 or 16. But um, I've always been feminine and dressing up in clothes, like my mother's clothes and stuff when I was a toddler. That's me. <laughs> What do you got planned? You're still at school, I presume. You're 14, you're still at school. Nah, I've been kicked out of school. You were kicked out of school? Yeah. What for? Staying in a girl with a plastic knife. Are you a girl? Yeah. So you're beating up a fellow girlfriend? Oh, she was, I suppose she wasn't a friend. But... Yeah. So what happens now? I don't go to school. And no other school would take me around there. So what do you do during the day? Go out and get drunk. But don't, don't you get bored? No, because it's always something to do until, like, up late at the night. Yeah. Yeah, I had a rival mum, but I'm staying at my mate's house, so I'm, like, out till late. And she's 16, so her dad don't really care. Out of curiosity, what's happened to all your friends? They're all standing outside drinking vodka. A bottle of vodka? Yeah. And uh, where did you get the bottle from? We stand outside the shop and get people to get it for us. Yeah, but my mate's just been shifted off on an ambulance because she was too drunk. And, like, she had to get her stomach pumped because she was, like, drinking too much vodka and she's only 15. Do you know how she is? Nah, I think the ambulance rung her parents, though. Everyone's talking about everything. Everyone's talking about drugs, drink, whatever they can get their hands on. Is there a good likelihood tonight that you're going to find some drugs? I don't really take drugs. I just smoke weed. Uh, police are coming over to me now. Who's coming over to you now? Police. The police are coming, actually coming over to you right as we speak? At this time, folks. Oh, my mate's just been pulled over at the clock tower, but 
I'd just like be quiet for two minutes. But so, I'll talk to you still. Maybe that's a good thing. You're out of harm's way. You're just yeah. talking. So what's going on? The police are actually right next to me, yeah. searching for a bin right now. Mates over in the clock tower getting searched by about three policemen and one woman. And there's a big, like... What is it, police van? I'll call it meat wagons, but obviously you won't understand that. Right, actually, next to me across the road. Yes. And the man has got a truncheon in his hand and he's walking right past me right now. Yeah. Right, and they can't see me no more. He's walked straight past me. <laughs> Hello. Hello, hello, where am I phoning, please? This is the rest area at mile marker 63. Is this a payphone? Yes. Who am I speaking to? My name is Ron Curry. I do security here at this rest area. And is it quiet at the moment? Yes. I'm sitting in a studio in London, and I've got no idea where I'm phoning, what it looks like. Could you give me a picture? Could you describe the area that I'm phoning, please? We're right in the middle of the Florida Everglades, which is primarily swampland. Most of the inhabitants of this area are either alligators, deer, wild pigs. There's snakes out here. The interstate that runs from the east coast to the west coast of Florida is Interstate 75, and this section um, is actually known as Alligator Alley. The police are walking across the road now, one of them. Silent, my mate, is getting dragged by a policeman. Into the right van. Oh my God, she's actually getting dragged into the policeman. Oh no, she's running now. So, so why is it all kicked off? What's happened? Why I do don't know. Cause I'm talking to you. Silence! Come here! Silence! I've uh, been a police officer on a small island. I've been a deputy sheriff in a big county in Florida. I've done a little bit of everything. I've actually uh, been an instructor at the police academy. I've been doing security slash law enforcement type work for almost 20 years now. Man. Silence! Slow down. It's really, really tiny. There's no people around. Um, dead. It's, it's dark. There's nobody around. There's absolutely nobody. I'm just opening up the door now. Silence! Come here! See? I've called her over and she's walking over now. Yeah. There's two policemen at the traffic lights. That's actually just like a minute away from me. There's no nightclubs or pubs or anything here. Um, a truck drive past them or painting the lines on the road. It's what New Zealanders like. New Zealand is a, a very, very quiet place. Come here. Come here. Quickly get in it. Why did they just pull you over? Oh, look, they saw me get searched. Hello? Hello? I was being searched and I was going find the old bill. What were they searching you for? A phone. A phone. Have they found anything? No. Oh, the police? There's no wars, and, and everyone's peaceful, and, yeah, I am quite grateful, really, although at the, sometimes I do wish that New Zealand would hurry up and, and, and catch up with the rest of the world, because we are a little bit back in time. Oh, please! Are the police going to go away, or have they, have they decided that you haven't got a phone and they're moving on, or they're still interested in you, you and your friends? They think we've nicked a phone or some girl, but we haven't. Basically, what I do is I um, provide security and protection for the people that are in this area. As far as having backup or whatever, I've got it if I need it. And right now, there's a couple of cars here, a couple of rigs. You know, you look to see who's out here, and you watch the people in the cars and make sure they're okay. And He's taken my name and address off Charlotte. 
and he's taking her name and address. Yes. But Charlotte's telling him that I'm on the phone to my mum, so he can't really do nothing. Right, okay. I do a lot of patrolling on foot rather than in a vehicle here, because you can see more. And there was a young lady that was in a car and appeared to be asleep, which is not uncommon. It happens every day. So I walked around and watched her, and after a couple hours, I became kind of concerned because she was sleeping and wasn't moving, but she was breathing. I started tapping on the window and got no response from her, and I really got concerned, so I came back to my vehicle, got in it, drove it over there, put all the spotlights on her and banging on the windows, blowing my horn, and she wasn't waking up. A fire truck and an ambulance came out. They broke the windows out of the car and took her out of there. Um, she had uh, tried committing suicide by overdosing, and that was just last night. That was just last night? That was 24 hours ago. You know, you get that sixth sense, whatever you want to call it, the gut instinct. Do you know much about her? All I know is she was a young girl in her 20s. I don't even know her name. She was taken to the hospital in Naples, and she is alive and in intensive care right now. Thanks to you. Mm-hmm. You saved her life. Yep. That's what the job is all about. I'm in love with somebody, but he's in jail. Mm. I met him in jail. I was in jail too myself. What were you in jail for? Can I ask, or is it, you know... You Breaking into cars and, and punching them. All because I'll be on drugs and I'll be wanting another hit, another yeah. fix. Oh, it's how I get myself into that sort of trouble. And I just got out not long ago. <laughs> and what's going on down in Margate is quite... It's quite light now. Like, right. It's dark, but you've got, like, lights everywhere, so it's quite bright. And there's loads of, like, goths walking past me now. I hate them. People wear black hair, black makeup, and black lipstick and black nail varnish and wear proper baggy trousers and, oh, like... Yes. And there's a guy looking at me right now. Oh, who's that? Someone's banging on the wheel. Go away, you mug! Who's that? What was it like going inside? It wasn't as bad as what I thought it would be. There's a lot of dirty guys in there. Mm. But um, apart from that, it was easy. It was more like a holiday. I was treated like a girl. As long as I had a mirror and as long as I had like a lighter to make some makeup out of, then I, I was fine, really. Um, I had other people like me, like transgender people in there with me as well. Oh, that's okay. I was a bit worried for you for a minute. I thought, oh boy. Have you been in this situation before? Well, I've, I've been nicked loads of times. Four criminal damages, and then I beat a man up outside the cinema and got done for actually bodily harm or something. You, you beat a man up? Yeah. What for? Because he spat at the mate. So I punched him in the head about ten times. He fell to the floor and I started stamping on his blood private. If I get nicked one more time, then I'll go straight to jail. But when I'm drunk, I don't really care. I don't walk away from no one. I don't care how old they are. I had a best mate, yeah, and she ended up killing herself for bullies. And I swear to God, I'd beat the bullies. I ain't a bully, yeah. I already fight people when they start. So at the end of the day, if anyone tried bullying me, I'd end up killing them because I hate bullies so much. But me and my girls, yeah, we run around this town, yeah, and no one says nothing to us, yeah. 
We wake up in the morning in our pyjamas and that, and we walk down Margate Seafront and no one says nothing because they know they'll just get, you know. Is he transsexual too? Or? No, 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 no. I, don't, I don't. I don't. I don't like transsexual. I like normal guys. What did you like about him? <laughs> Big muscles. Someone who could protect me. What's he in for? Assault. I think. So basically, you're you're kind of invincible because you're a gang, and you know you, people know that who you, you are. Who you are? Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a particular look? Because when I was young, for example, girls like yourself, they looked a bit like skinheads, and they had a particular look with DMs and jeans and jackets. I don't know. Did that was like what my mum used to dress up like, like oh, right. skinheads and that. My mum's only 30, yeah. Nowadays, yeah, everyone just dresses up in tracksuits and that, and just like... Do you know what a chav means? A chav means like a tracksuit person, right? Like, I've got an academic tracksuit on right now, flat nikes. And you probably don't even know what it means. I love to look in my baby's face I love to feel that silken lace I must ask you, you know, because obviously I can't see you, I've got no idea what you look like. I don't know if you can see your own reflection in the, in, in the booth. Uh, I can, actually. You can, right. How do you look? Um, I look all right. <laughs> I have my hair in pigtails. Um, I'm wearing a really little dress. I'm tall, I'm a fair mouldy, which means I'm just, I'm white, but I'm a mouldy. Knee-high boots, big hoop earrings, a big necklace, lots of makeup, sunglasses on my head, and um, a couple of bags. And I'm only dressed like this, really, so guys can stop, and they'll think that I'm a girl, and I'm jumped in the car already, so they can't kick me out. <laughs> and they'll be giving me a ride to my next destination. And you get picked up? You know, when I, when I say yeah, pick. I get picked up by different people. Like, I sort of try and create that illusion, you know, as in to them thinking that I'm a girl, and then, oh, sorry, it's a man. <laughs> no, I've got no breath. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and she's a woman. No. You can use your imagination. Are you at college? Are you working? Or what's your kind of current status, if that's a fair enough uh, description? My current status would be in parlours and stripping, like in the sex industry. So I mm. work regularly, but um, I'm my own boss and I don't pay taxes, so mm. I don't tell my New Zealand government. It, well, can you just describe a working day? Okay, night time comes, I decide what outfits to wear. 
put up my makeup, either go to a parlour or work on the street. A lot of guys just want, you know, a bit of this, a bit of that, and, and as long as I see the cash, well then, I'm there for next hour, and it's all just for money, really. Like you going to work to do your radio thing. <laughs> I generally try to have the attitude that I trust everybody until they give me a reason not to trust them. From your position as a law enforcement officer, how do you do that? How do you read people? When you're trying to get information out of people, you have to be interested, or at least appear to be interested in what they have to say. Yes. One thing that I find that's very helpful, if you anticipate how they're going to answer the questions or how they should answer the questions. It's like I tell my kids. I right. say, there's never a question that I ask you that I don't already know the answer to. It's not about being on a power trip. It's not about putting somebody in jail. It's not about um, writing somebody a citation for driving too fast. It's about helping people. There was a period of time where I became very callous because of a lot of the negativity in life. There were murders happening, and it was just overwhelming, the disrespect for life. And how do you deal with that? Well, I'm very fortunate. I've got a twin brother, and um, he's been in law enforcement a year longer than I have been. And um, we talk a lot. And just talking about things and relating to things um, kind of helps you get through the, the rough spots. My dad and my mom are split up. I've had a rather mom because she's kind of a staggered. I had my future told, yeah? Yeah. And they said that I'd be tall and pretty, and they said that I'd be in prison by the time I'm 18 and I have five kids. What would you like to do, though? You know, if you had a nice dream and you think, this is what I'd like to do in ten years' time, what would you like to do? Well, every girl's dream, innit? Like, be rich and that. Have a job, have maybe? a job and, that, and a nice house. Yeah, yeah. But do you think that could happen? Well, not the way I'm going, no, but I can't really sort myself out because when I get angry, I get angry and there's no one stopping me. I was quite lucky with my family. My family were just worried about me and just said, no matter who or what I am, they just want me to be happy and safe. That is the key to the whole thing. Not just somebody to talk to, but somebody that can relate to the stories that you're telling them. Yes. That you can talk to. There's a lot of law enforcement officers that, uh, you know, talk about their situations, but because of the persona that a law enforcement officer uh, holds, being the tough guy, being the hero, a lot of them don't like showing their emotional side, so they, a lot of them keep it to themselves, and it's uh, unfortunate. There's a lot of divorce and a lot of law enforcement officers that commit suicide themselves. Is there anyone you can talk to? There's no one I can talk to because I really don't get on with my family because I clash too much with my mum. When I go and meet my mates, yeah. we just go out, we either get some weed, or we just go and get drunk. So I really don't have no time to talk, because then otherwise I just go home drunk and just fall asleep, or otherwise I just go to my mates' house and go to sleep. Is there any youth clubs around? No. Nothing at all? Nothing. I wish there was, because, like, keep me out of trouble on that. Yeah. Is there a time when you can say you're at peace, you're in somewhere where you're feeling really... Just really tranquil, very relaxed, very happy with yourself. Well, I'm stoned, but when I'm drunk, I get so violent, it's unbelievable. I start on everyone. I was dealing with a husband and wife that were having a, uh, a fight, and I was wrestling with the husband because he was trying to get to the wife. This officer was coming to, to back me up. He was driving a little bit too fast, went around a curve and flipped his car. When the next shift came on, we ended up going to the hospital, and um, he was gone when we got there. You know he was coming to help you, 
and uh, it's not a good feeling. Now his two daughters and his wife don't have a, a father anymore. I've only got sisters left now. I did have a brother, but he passed away. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. In a car accident. That's all right. Oh, it's, uh... <laughs> it was an older brother. Was he someone that you, you were close with? I was close with him. I'm close to him, but um, he started a family before he passed away. How long ago did your brother pass away? In the year 2000. So it's roughly the time when you came out. out. and Yeah, know. it's all sort of happened at once. I haven't really spoken about it much since he since he passed away, but talking about it now, um, I, I do think about him, but, like, I've gotten used to the fact that you've got to eventually pass on, and, yeah, I just sort of hope that he's in a better place than what I am. And <laughs> Would you want your children to do what you're doing now? No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't so, let them turn out like me. So what advice... And I know how my mum feels as well. When she knows I get into fights and that, obviously, because I get nicked and that, and she has to come down the station to bail me out. But the way I feel right now is that I don't care about nothing. I'm just going to throw everything away. But when I'm older, I'm just going to regret everything. And I just hope I'll grow up soon because I'm, otherwise I'm just going to leave everything. I've got a daughter that's very interested in law enforcement, but from like a crime analyst point of view. Mm. As far as being a, like an actual street cop, I really wouldn't want my, my kids to you know, go through the, the mental and the physical torment and anguish that I've had to go through myself, you know? I'm 14 years of age and I can still say I've had a hard life. I've been in 20 refuges. That is women being refuges. I went in there with my mum and I was only about eight and I've grown up all through that and that. I've seen my mum got beaten up and everything. But like, when I drink, it takes my mind off everything. When I'm angry, I think about everything that's happened to me and I start fighting and I've said it too many times that I try and sort myself out, but I know for a fact I can't. On the brighter side of life, you know, you've 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 served your time and um, you're out. Your partner will be will be out of jail soon. If I was to phone you five years from now, what do you think you'd be doing? Five years from now, I hope to be qualified for something. I want to walk the straight and narrow in life get off drugs, get out of the sex industry. I can't see you becoming the ambassador for New Zealand. No way, no, no. I'll, I'll be the opposite. <laughs> the anti-ambassador for New Zealand is great. Absolutely. <laughs> but now I've got to go hitching now. I'm going to leave you to the road and, and have a really good journey uh, back. Thanks for talking to me. Thank you for not hanging up. Best wishes and good night. Good night. No one's around me that more. Are they, all your friends are gone? Yeah, all my friends have walked up town. Well, look, it's it, have a good evening. Try, just just try and just chill out. I will. And, and what we're going to do is we're going to be phoning this phone box again. Yeah. If I'm around, I'll answer it. Yeah. Okay, it'll be nice to chat. And, you know, look after yourself. Just look after yourself. Okay. Thank you. And you. Bye. See you. Bye, bye, bye. Your calling.